God's word is what equips us to do his will because it is profitable for reproof, for doctrine, for instruction in righteousness. Everything we need to know about God and about how we ought to be living our lives is contained in the Bible. So if we do not then study it, then we will never know. We're basically walking in the dark, you know, just trying to fulfill our own will and pretending that it is God's will. My name is Ndawutlim Sane and you're listening to the Youthful Talk Podcast. A podcast where we engage in conversations which enrich, inspire and empower us to be better believers and an example to other young believers in spirit, in word, in conversation and in love, faith and purity. Today's episode, we'll be talking about how you can study the Bible better in order for you to know God's will, which is found in the Bible. Have you ever had that experience of flipping the Bible pages and feeling completely lost? And not knowing where to start with the Bible? And worst of all, feeling like a bad Christian because you feel like you suck at studying the Bible? Well, To be honest with you, I've had that experience, and trust me, I know how it feels. And it wasn't until the recording of this episode, whereby I learned how to study the Bible better and discover God's will which is found in His Word. And it's all thanks to today's guest, Dr. Palesa Mbebana. Dr. Palesa spoke to me about how we can study the Bible better, why it's important for us to study the Bible, and what makes it difficult for us to study the Bible better, and so much more. But before we started, I asked Dr. Palesa to tell us a little bit about herself. So my name is Palesa, like you said. I'm a doctor by profession, but essentially I'm more, I see myself more of a missionary at heart. Um, I love speaking about God's word, speaking to all kinds of people about God's word and sharing God's word in every respect. So um, whether that be in preaching, teaching, or in just individual conversations, door-to-door ministry, that's basically the things I I really enjoy doing. And I've been doing that since my teens, um, right up until I won't give away my age. but, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, basically that's who I am. Wow, that's very awesome. And, you know, to to know that you started from a very young age is very inspiring, you know, for us as well. And I know for, you know, other people who will be listening to know that you can start doing God's work from a very young age. You know, it's not only for old people, but essentially the gospel will be finished by young people. And we need to start, you know, running this race and actually trying to accomplish or fulfill our mission in this world. So the first question perhaps that I have for you pertaining to our subject today is why do we say that God's will is found in his word or in the Bible? So, you know, when thinking about this um, and the idea of God's will, we must then think if one were to make their will known, um, essentially how would they do it? So now we have written wills, etc., and God basically does the same thing. So it's more a question of do we believe that God's word is inspired? Because if we believe that it is actually inspired, then we will know that it is then a revelation of God's will. Um, thinking, seeing that we're speaking about the Bible, I think it would be best if we quoted some verses, you know. Um, Second Timothy 3 tells us that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. So already it's telling us the idea of the inspiration that 
all of these writings, all of these men that were compiling um, these writings over a very vast period of time were not writing of their own accord. Um, in fact, Second Peter tells us that that holy man of God spoke as they were inspired by the Holy Spirit. So it's not um, a, a fairy tale book or, or storybook that people were just writing for nothing, but it is meant to tell us of God's dealings with his people in the past, but also of his desire for his people in the future. Um, and then another scripture that I thought we could open is in the book of John chapter seven. And this is where Jesus is speaking to um, a couple of the Pharisees. And verse 17, uh, actually let's start in verse 16. He says, um, and Jesus answered them, my doctrine is not mine, but he's who sent me. So basically if we see the gospels as a recording of Christ's doctrine, then we can already see that all that he has spoken is not of his own. All that he has spoken is not even um, of a desire of man, or it's not coming from man alone, but it is from God who had, or from the Father, let me rather say, who had now sent the Son. Um, and that's what inspired the scriptures to be written. Or that's what moved the Holy Spirit to inspire the scriptures to be written. And thus we can then safely say, that the scriptures themselves contain God's will, God's will towards mankind, um, God's will and how I guess mankind has sometimes messed that up, um, and as well as God's will for the individual in principle for the most part. Yeah. Wow, wow. That was so eye-opening, you know. Um, and I like that you open the Bible to show that God's word is inspired. And so long as we believe that, then we can then believe that God's will is found in his word. So as I said earlier on that, you know, this is a very intimidating subject, uh, especially for us as young people. Uh, when we think of studying the Bible, we think of it as something which is extremely difficult. And I just want to know that is it really difficult to to study the Bible? Perhaps if it's not, when did you discover that it's not hard to study the Bible? Um, no, it isn't difficult, but it can be in the sense that um, a lot of Bible study has to do with grit and, and, and developing the habit of reading firstly, just primarily reading and liking books. Um, and then secondly, the idea of doing it consistently. So you do need a consistent thing. Um, not just that, but a lot of the times we, because of the other things that we're watching or the other things that we're consuming, the other things that are consuming our time, the Bible then in comparison uh, seems dull and boring or just requires so much more effort. And that's what makes it difficult. But I had made a conscious decision. Um, sometime I'm just trying to remember when but I think it was early when I started high school um, that I'd start my day every morning by reading God's word and when I started doing that then every other form of entertainment kind of paled um, in comparison because now you're interacting with the divine and you're seeing so many things and that's been what ended up making it I wouldn't say simpler but what made the desire appear. So the thing that makes it difficult is the lack of desire. Yeah. Mm, the lack of desire. And I like that you say that it requires effort from our side, you know, to actually study the Bible. And I do think that, as you said, that 
it's the things which are around us, the forms of entertainment that make it so difficult for us to actually study the Bible. And especially like because we focus so much of our time on those things. And as you said, that we find the Bible very boring in comparison and all that. But I think, as you said, that starts with us, you know, being intentional about it and actually making the effort. And I do think we do need to have that reading culture instilled in us so that we can enjoy reading in itself, you know, so that we can also read other writings uh, such as the Spirit of Prophecy. Perhaps maybe I don't know if you have anything else to add in terms of what other things do you think make it difficult for us to study the Bible or what stops us or prevents us from actually studying the Bible and studying it the way it should be studied or read? Um, Yeah, I think mostly it's how we actually spend our time and this idea of feeling as though others have more of a right um, to study the Bible or uh, maybe we'll we'll study it better. Also the idea that one must just consume, you know, just be secondhand consumers of what other people have studied. Um, So we basically just wait for somebody else to tell us what we should be reading from God's word and don't really try to study it out ourselves. And that basically builds a a habit of indolence and laziness because then we rather would just wait to hear the sermon on Sabbath as opposed to really studying things out for ourselves. Um, And those are the things that really make it difficult. Those are the things that make us um, fail, basically, to continually study the Bible. I really like that because it reminds me of the Israelites when um, God, you know, called them to to come and they refused to go to up to the mountain with Moses. Instead, they said, go, Moses, and you'll come back and tell us. I think that's the same thing we are doing. We just send out our pastors to go and then be like, OK, come and tell us what you have learned, you know, what you have read and studied. But we aren't willing to actually you know, go the extra mile ourselves. Exactly. And that's why perhaps we are so susceptible to lies out there because we we ourselves don't go out and study the Bible. And when you hear a pastor contradicting something, which another pastor said, you, very, you become very confused, you know, but it, it's up to us to actually go and search scriptures for ourselves. So I really, really like that part. So why um should we be able to study the Bible as young people, as young as we are, why should we be able to develop that skill? And before you can answer that, is there a difference between reading the Bible and studying the Bible? Of course. I mean, one can easily just study the Bible for just perusal, you know, to just, the story of David and just go through it, but to see how it links up to other passages, to really try to train your mind to see what God is speaking about, who God is speaking to, what is the underlying message of the scripture? How does it connect to the other forms of scripture? And I mean, of course, some some parts would require more heavy um, studying than others, but there is a a vast difference uh, between just reading it. You can't read God's word as a mere novel. Um, There's more to it than that. God desires to um, basically interact with your mind um, as you read the scripture. So you joining him um, on this quest or, and on this journey of how he has interacted with humanity. And if you're just reading casually, there are a lot of things that will be missed very early on. So one does need to take time to fully comprehend, read and reread what the passage is saying and what the underlying thing is. And you'll find that there's a lot of detail that if you're just skimming past, you'll basically miss those things. I really like that point. Um, I like that, you know, 
it it's a, a journey with God embarks on with us, you know, and I think it does develop a relationship with God. And perhaps, you know, um, I want to ask, why should we be able to to study the Bible? Why should we develop this? I don't know if I can call it a skill or, or what, but why should we be able to, to do that? I'm going to go back to the scripture that I read earlier, um, 2 Timothy 3, verse 16. So all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto good works. So God's word is what equips us to do his will because it is profitable for reproof, for doctrine, for instruction in righteousness. Everything we need to know about God and about how we ought to be living our lives is contained in the Bible. So if we do not then study it, then we will never know. We're basically walking in the dark, you know, just trying to fulfill our own will and pretending that it is God's will. So in order for us to fully know God's will and to go according to that will, we need to study the Bible. We need to study God's word because then it will enable us um, to, to walk according to his commands. I love that. How can we know God's will if we don't read the Bible, where God has written his will or where God has placed his will. So I really do like that. And I think we'll definitely write that verse, um, which you have mentioned a couple of times, uh, because it really is important. And I think it highlights everything and sums it up very, very perfectly. Um, so, you know, I, I know something which sometimes I struggle with myself is that I don't know where to start when reading the Bible. Uh, I don't know if I should start from Genesis or if I should just pick a random book. You know, there's something I used to do that, you know, I just close my eyes and pray to God like, okay, let me just, you know, wherever my hand lands, that's the book which I'll read. So I just want to know from you, where do we start? Please, you know, clarify that for us. Um, So Bible study and prayer go quite hand in hand. And oftentimes you'll actually have to pray to the Lord to really move you um, on what to study next. But for somebody who's starting out immediately, immediately, I'd advise um, starting off with the gospel. So there are several ways basically to approach a Bible study. You can either approach it um, in terms of just, you know, studying books themselves, what the book, the individual book contains. So basically going through the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and seeing how those um, interact with each other, seeing how those, what those speak about Christ, et cetera, et cetera. There's studying um, specific topics. So for example, I want to learn about wisdom. Um, then you can take a concordance and look for the word wisdom and all of the verses that contain the word wisdom. So that's another one of, of word study um, where you're trying to understand and develop an idea of what specific words or ideas mean in the Bible. So that's a different way of studying it and approaching it. Um, then you can obviously go into more um I'd say eschatological studies, so end time studies, where you're looking at specific verses that have to do with the end time, so that kind of theme um, and the thematic study. So those are different ways of approaching it. But for somebody who's starting out, I'd I'd recommend a a book study. So going through the Gospels first, because once you understand 
the whole Bible is about Jesus. And when you can then see this man and who he is, then you'll develop more of an appreciation of the rest of the Bible. Um, so going through then the Gospels and then going through the book of Acts, as you see now what the Holy Spirit is able to do through men that basically dedicate their lives to him. Then going through the individual letters that were written to see some of the conflicts that were happening at the time and how the Holy Spirit basically um, resolved them in times past. And then uh, you can then go basically Old Testament to see God's dealing with the Old Testament time. So it, there are different ways, but for somebody starting out, I'd really recommend going through the Gospels first and then going through, um, like I said, the book of Acts, the letters, um, some of the Old Testament writings, especially the historical ones. So your first and second Samuel, uh, first and second Kings, first and second Chronicles, uh, because these contain stories. Then the book of Genesis and all of those stories to see how God has been dealing with his people in times past. Then you can then go into books like the Psalms, Proverbs, etc. So it's basically just mapping it out according to your needs at the time. But like I said, it's very intertwined with Bible studies because you may reach the book of John and a passage quoted in the book of Isaiah may, you know, grab your attention and God will then call you to study the book of Isaiah. So the Holy Spirit ought always to lead but with somebody starting out, I recommend going through the Gospels and then um, through a book study as opposed to a word study. Those things you can do later on of trying to understand what individual words mean. And as you look at the those passages in those books, you must be asking yourself, who is God speaking to at the time? What is So basically asking yourself the five W's. What is he trying to communicate? Where is this happening? Why is it happening in this specific time? So all of those things are very important. And then trying to find what is God saying to you? Every time you read the scripture, you must realize that that is God's voice to you. So whatever method you choose to use, what is God saying to you at that time? And what is the message he would like to communicate to you? And that is when prayer and Bible study basically go hand in hand. That was so amazing. Um, I didn't even know there was, you know, different methods of actually studying the Bible. I think that is very important. I love the five W's, you know, which you mentioned that what is God saying to me? Why is he saying this? You know, who is he trying to, um, what is he trying to communicate? And yeah, it, it's so, you know, mind blowing to me. And I think it's the principles which we do definitely need to apply in our journey of studying the Bible. So is there a best time to actually, you know, read the Bible? I know you, you, you said in the morning, um, you used to read the Bible and I just want to know from you, is there a best time to actually study the Bible? And how long should we, you know, spend actually studying the Bible, going through scripture? Is it something which should be done daily as well? Sure, I'll go backwards. So daily, yes. Um, the Bible actually tells us that evening and morning, while this is David speaking, and at noon will I pray and cry aloud and you shall hear my voice. So we see that um, in order to, we can't have stale bread when it comes to God's word. We can't be living off of the devotions of the past. Mm. We must have a fresh supply of, of God's word. Um, the book of Jeremiah tells us that his mercies are new each morning. So it means then that what he desires, those mercies, that he wants to desire or he wants to communicate to us are new every morning. So we miss out if we don't take the opportunity to find them daily. So daily, yes. Um, as to time, 
we're told in the scriptures that Jesus would often wake up a great while before dawn to go and pray and study the Bible. And the reason why this is important is because, you know, by the time the day starts, you're basically in motion. There are balls to juggle around, there are things to be done. Um, but if you take time before you're necessarily required to be up to then study and hear God's word in the silence of life, um, it's easier to assimilate those things. Some may find it very difficult to wake up. And then I'd say then that in the evening, the last thing that one should do is before going to bed, take time to pray and read God's word. But the reason why the morning season is so important is because as you enter your day, there may be things God wants to tell you um, about the day ahead. And if you do not take that time to seek him in the morning, you would have missed out on that blessing. So it's very important to set time aside in order to um, read God's word. I'd say I'd advise, especially in the morning, but it's not to say that you can't read the Bible at any other time. You know, the Bible should be the book we enjoy the most. So if it is that during the day you think of something and want to read it up, then by all means at night, at, at any time, basically, but in order to specially devote yourself to God. Even Ellen White says in Steps to Christ that um, consecrate yourselves daily, therefore, unto God. Let this be your first work. So before you do anything, let it be your first work to rise and to thank God for life, to pray that he would guide you in the day ahead and to also just hear what he has to say to you. So the morning time is oftentimes the best time to then hear God's voice. I, I really love that point. And I think it's something I need to also start implementing in my daily schedule you know, I, I often see my, my, my dad going to pray in the morning and something he does daily, you know, and it's something I was like, oh, man, can I wake up at that time every day? Uh, but I, I think the, the what you've highlighted is very important that maybe God wants to speak to you, you know, and communicate to you is, is something which will help you during the day which you will face. And I, I do love the fact that it should be a part of our daily lives. You know, our lives should be centered around God. And this is the most important thing that we should actually be doing. And perhaps, you know, somebody who says that they have been studying the Bible, but they, they, they don't see any progress. Um, they finding it really difficult um, to gain anything or to, to have that experience which other people testify that they have when reading the Bible. What do we do then? How are we able to get that experience of reading the Bible um, and have that wonderful experience and gain something from it as other people usually do? So I think the primary thing is to remember that you're not alone in your desire to know God. God wants you to know him. So you're not trying to push him to know you or to to know him, to expose himself to you, but rather... um, Quote verses like uh, the book of Jeremiah where God says, you shall seek me and find me if you search for me with all your heart. So claim that promise before the Lord, that Lord, I'm not finding you um, as I read your word. So because this is your promise, I'm begging you to reveal yourself to me. And that is one prayer that God will not uh, play around with. But the other thing that we must make sure that we do is we must put away sin, known sins, get in the way of us knowing God. Um, The book of Romans 8 tells us that the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So while we're still trying to balance 
sinning and and knowing God, it will be impossible for us to know God properly and we'll feel like we're stuck in a rut. So there may be things that God is telling you to let go of that you should not resist because, or resist to let go of, let me rather say, that at the point where God reveals it, you must then say, Lord, put it, let me, help me put it aside because should you continue to keep these things in, it will be impossible for you to hear God's word. Um, then the book of John 7, 7 um, that we spoke about early, earlier, um, John 7, verse 17, Jesus says, all who desire to know the doctrine, whether it be the doctrine, will then hear it. So basically, all who have a desire to know um, God's will. Let me actually read that verse properly without paraphrasing it. Um, verse 17 says, if anyone wills to do his will, he shall know concerning the doctrine, whether it be of God's or not. So if we actually have a desire to do God's will, he will then reveal it to us. But sometimes when we're approaching the Bible, we're not approaching it to know what God's will is. We're just approaching it either out of habit or we're approaching it um, out of a desire to prove a point. And in that case, basically, the scriptures will prove ineffectual. When we come to God with a desire to know what his will is for us and for humanity, those around us, then he will expose to us um, basically what his will is. And then the time will be profitable. So we must put away nonsense. We must have a desire for God to change our hearts and our will and have him be the one to direct us. We can't direct God. So we must have that humility to come to the scriptures. In fact, Ellen White actually says that many who come to the investigation of the scriptures without humility of the heart will find that the assistant helping them will be an agent of the devil and not necessarily an angel of God. So if we are not humbling ourselves as we study the scripture, we may find ourselves at risk of entertaining those that Satan would have us entertain as opposed to those that God would have us entertain. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's so mind blowing. I didn't, I didn't know that the devil can actually assist you in reading the Bible if you are not humble enough to actually, you know, go to God and let him be the one who directs you. I think we should put away our intellect uh, whenever we are actually studying the Bible. We should put away our, you know, our knowledge and things like that. Um, some things that will, will, will make us, you know, um, I don't know how to put this, but you know, if God is not the one leading, as you said, but oh wow, I just lost my trail of thoughts right there. But <laughs> yeah, no, but to lose, to put aside our, our preconceived ideas, yes, I think yes, to put aside um, what we think God should mm. say. Um, and rather hear what he has to say. Exactly. I think you you said what I wanted to say. Um, so thank you very much for, for laying out that. Uh, I really love that, you know, put away known sins. And if you seek God, then he will show you the way. And he will direct your path. Because the thing about God, which I love the most, is that he asks you to do something but also empowers you to be able to do it. So if we go to God uh, asking Him to actually, you know, be able to read and study the Bible though, so that we can know His will, He is able to give us that power to actually fulfill that. And I love that so, so much. And I hope everyone listening at home right now, or wherever they are, has been really inspired and transformed by this conversation, which I, I do believe that God was the one speaking through you during this moment and i do thank you for your time and for coming out to us and um uh, for sharing what god has you know given to you uh to share with us and i just want to know from you 
Is there any last thing um, that you want to say to the audience at home? Uh, you can say it now. I just want to give once again the reassurance that, you know, God desires to be known. Um, you're not pushing against the tide. You don't have to convince God to reveal himself to you. He wants to do it. And if we would just humble ourselves before him, he will truly um, show us what he has for us. Um, and it is a beautiful experience that you will rob yourself of if you do not then come into intimate knowledge with God. So take time, um, ask the Lord to help you. Don't give up, continue persevering um, and honestly seek God's will. And you'll see that your life, God has always desired what is good for us. You'll see that your life will be so much simpler when you follow God as opposed to when you follow your own dictates. So yeah, um, it is possible, it is doable. And it is enjoyable. It is possible. It is enjoyable. And it is doable. I love those three points. God desires to be known. And if you seek him, then you will find him. God wants what is best for us. For he knows the plans he has for us. The plans to prosper us and uh, not to harm us. And I, I do love the fact that you do say that God wants what's best for us. And he, you know, is, is always willing, you know, to reveal himself to us. We don't have to convince God um, because God God already wants that relationship with us. It is my prayer today, and I hope it is your prayer as you are listening to this episode today. And yeah, thank you very much, guys, for tuning in to this episode of the Youth 412 podcast. Thank you to Dr. Palesa for allowing the Lord to use her at this very moment. Catch you next time, same time, same place on the Youth 412 podcast and yeah remember young people to not let anyone despise you because you are young but rather set an example to other believers in conversation in spirit and word and in love faith and purity god bless good night and a happy happy sabbath to you all